join me in our responsive welcome. No matter who you are or where you are in life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, or Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. Definitely one of those Sundays where I'm glad I usually sit. I'm going to take advantage of that again and sit with you. There is something about this time of year that regardless of news cycles, can be tense and challenging. I found myself comparing it just yesterday to a horse race, not something I usually think about. But what I was thinking about was that beginning part. You know when the jockeys are on the horse and they're just sort of like milling around trying to keep the horse calm until it's time to go into the gate or the chute, maybe it's called? And then when it's time, it's like, boom, they're off and they're running. It sort of feels that way at this time of year, for me anyway. Maybe you have your own metaphors, but it's like we're entering into now this holiday season, aren't we? And for some, it's a welcome, it's beautiful, it's joyful, it's fun. And for others, it's stressful, it's emotional. And that changes from year to year, doesn't it? Depending upon what happened in the last year, this may be a very different Thanksgiving for you. And this morning, I want us to consider Thanksgiving as a spiritual practice, as a way of grounding our hearts wherever they are. Because even in those joyful moments, it's important to remember the ground the intent, the gift that Thanksgiving offers. I'm sure you all have traditions. You all have, you might not call them this, but spiritual practices around this, what has become a homestead feast. What are some of those traditions? How have they changed over the years? What is this year's tradition or practice going to be? I've been asking that question a lot of folks that I've been meeting with on Zoom. And the ones that stood out were very different, um, not ones that I were, was expecting to hear. And I had a colleague who talked about the birth of his twins that happened on Thanksgiving Day. That was a very different Thanksgiving. And he talked about that birth as a disruption of their tradition. <laughs> of course, it's been a disruption ever since, right? But that's the nature of having children, I've been told. But he said it in a way that was a welcome disruption. Because the notion of Thanksgiving was completely changed for them 
in the birth of their twins and in the life that has followed. And now it's not uncommon for only one to be able to come home for the holiday. So they have built up new traditions around that. Now, that's pretty big to be born on Thanksgiving. That's quite a disruption, I would imagine. But some disruptions are much smaller, like any vegetarians in your family now, or vegans, or folks in recovery. That changes traditions too, doesn't it? And I hope it's been, uh, I say this knowing it's not true, I hope it's been a welcome disruption. (laughs) How do you make vegan gravy again? What do you mean you can't eat butter? I also learned something from a colleague. Uh, She talked about sandwiching. And this is not what you do after the meal, two hours later. This is actually a spiritual practice. And it came to her from the 12-step program, so it may be familiar to some of you. Sandwiching is a way of preparing yourself um, to go into a situation that you know is not going to be easy. So in sandwiching, you center and you ground yourself in preparation for something that might be difficult, a strained relationship, perhaps, a family system that is hurtful, perhaps. And you take that time before, and then you experience whatever you're going to experience in that place with God's grace resting upon you and within you, and then at the end of the event, you return to that ritual of grounding and centering. Some people do this in their work. People who have very high stress jobs, who deal with difficult situations all the time. This is a practice that is not just for holidays. It's a practice that reminds us to begin and to end with centering and grounding so that what happens in the middle does not harm our spirit. There was one other colleague who said that one year he was left stranded at college because of a snowstorm and wasn't able to be with his family. And he vowed on that Thanksgiving, even though acknowledging that the college did a great job of providing a meal and everything was wonderful, he said, I am never going to not have a Thanksgiving celebration again with people that I know and care about. And so that next year, he was still in school, but he went to the library and he saw these people and he said, we had a gathering of orphans. And he said, you know, that's the one time I think I might have gotten Thanksgiving right. The one time where all he did was invite people. I wonder what your traditions are and what your spiritual practice is. And that's going to be something wonderful to talk about after the service. I will say, I will acknowledge that for some, this is um, one of the few holidays where a meal begins, first of all, you're all sitting at a table. Second, a meal begins with a prayer. So I want to give you just two great prayers, okay? If you don't already have it, some people pick out poetry. It's really beautiful. But just in case you're in a pinch, Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, it will be enough. 
Let your family know that. Just say thank you. That's all you have to do. Anne Lamott says, here are the two best prayers I know. Help me, help me, help me, and thank you, thank you, thank you. That sounds a little bit like the sandwiching ritual. (laughs) Help me, help me, help me, and then at the end, thank you, thank you, thank you, but... One of the things I learned as I was considering what scripture passage to use this morning was that thankfulness and praise are connected. I didn't realize how strong the connection was until I started looking at different biblical translations because in this one book where it said how many times the word thankful or thanks came up or thanksgiving came up, I'd go to the scripture and it would say praise. I'm like, no, I'm supposed to say thanks but it says praise. And so I kept digging and digging and digging and realized and learned that the word praise at its root means to look towards. Isn't that beautiful, the connection then? So thank you to look towards. If I say thank you, I'm looking towards you, right? It's a statement of praise also, thank you. To look towards. So thanks giving can bring us out to see what is before us. The beauty of nature, the beauty and gift of people, the gift of a home, the gift of many things, but to look toward it. And so maybe another way of asking the question about spiritual practices and traditions is that how do our spiritual practices help us to look toward the other? How are our practices movements toward the ultimate other, toward God? So spiritual practices are always grounded with that intent to move toward God or to be in communion with God. And the composer of Psalm 100 was demonstrating this movement. This is what Psalm 100 says. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. They were big choir fans. Know that the Lord is God and, God, and it is God that made us, and we are God's. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving and God's courts with praise. Give thanks to God. Bless God's name. For God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever, and God's faithfulness to all generations. Turning toward thanksgiving or praise reminded me of a prayer by John Philip Newell. Whichever way we turn, O God, there is your face. In the light of the moon and patterns of stars, in scarred mountain rifts and ancient groves, in mighty seas and creatures of the deep. Whichever way we turn, O God, there is your face. In the light of eyes we love, in the salt of tears we have tasted, 
in weathered countenances east and west, in the soft skin glow of the child everywhere. Whichever way we turn, O God, there is your face. There is your face among us. I want to take a moment for you to physically turn and to look at the faces of those who are here and to take a moment to look at the camera and envision those who are joining us from other spaces, but really turn and look, turn and look. Turn and look. As hearts are open and you are seeing and seen, may that be a reminder of God's presence who sees you loves you, cares for you. Because today, um, what we've done, at least for the last four years anyway, is put this day aside to give thanks for this community as well. For this place, these people, past, present, and future, I know we had our big anniversary celebration in July, but each week is a celebration of this community. And in particular, we we celebrate today all the contributions that demonstrate the love of God and the presence of God and the actions of God through love in action. And our stewardship team is also here today to acknowledge all the contributions that demonstrate the love of God and the tremendous, tremendous generosity of this community. There are so many ways that each of you contribute. You know, I've said this before, but it's been a while. It's something to walk into a church and see other people. That is an offering in and of itself. For someone to see, I'm not the only one. And there are many other ways that you give as well. And this is a day where we say thank you. Everything that is offered demonstrates the love of God in presence and action. And I think today it's critical that one of the things that we can be thankful for is that this is a community that says no to violence. And this is a community that says yes to inclusive theology. We cannot take that for granted. It is something that we live into each and every time we gather. Today, we give thanks and turn toward the tremendous generosity of this community for each and every one. But I want you again to turn toward each other and say thank you. Just turn toward each other and say thank you and say, I thank God for you. So thank you.
and remembering that we are an intergenerational church, we have a, a lighthearted moment approaching. And I think it's always helpful that uh, even if your heart happens to be heavy, it's okay to be a little silly. In fact, I would encourage it. And this silliness actually um, is not intended to be silly, <laughs> but the way we're going to do it might feel that way. And it's a different interpretation of Psalm 100. It's the message version of Psalm 100. And this is how it starts. On your feet now, applaud God. Get on your feet, applaud God. And then it says, bring a gift of laughter. I mean, <laughs> sing yourselves into God's presence. Hmm, what are we going to sing? <laughs> All right, we'll do that part later. Know this, God is God and God, God. God made us. We did not make God. We're God's people, God's well-tended sheep. <laughs> and this is my favorite line. Well, I like bring a gift of laughter too, but this one. Enter with the password, thank you. Thank you as a password. Thank you. Thank you. Make yourselves at home. Sit down and recline. Talking praise, thank God, praise God. And you'll appreciate this, my nature-loving friends, for God is sheer beauty. Did anybody else walk in a field of glitter the other day right after the snow? That's what it felt like. It felt like walking in a field of glitter. And someone said, oh, it's shining like diamonds. I'm like, no, diamonds shine like snow. <laughs> For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and ever. That's the message version. We're going to sing... But before we do, um, y'all TC line readers, okay? I, I'm not, but I get a daily report. And so the daily, you can sit if you need to. So the daily report, um, Beth told me about what, something that's coming up, and so it forced me to literally look at the TC line, and I was so surprised to see it like had headings. Oh my goodness, how interesting. Like one of the headings was Democrats, one of them was Republicans, one of them was um, something about a project, I can't remember. But anyway, but here's, here's why I'm telling you this. Someone called in and said, and by the way, a TC line is brilliant. Just let people talk, right? It's like therapy 101. Just let them say what they want, put it in print, let it go. But someone wrote, called in and said, how about next week having an entire week full of nothing but gratitude and Thanksgiving call-ins? That would be really uplifting. The editor said, 
What a meritorious idea. If grateful callers fill this line in the coming week, other calls will be crowded out. So, <laughs> the number is 720-494-5485. Seriously, let's do it. Let's say something about our church, like everybody. I'm grateful for my church community that decided more than 20 years ago to be open and affirming. I'm grateful for my church community that has a community garden. I'm grateful for my church community that's filled with wonderful people. I'm grateful for my church community that, I don't know, you figure it out. But let's do it. 720-494-5485. Next week, come show me your phones where you made the call. Just kidding. All right, well, so that's one way of giving, right, this week? Uh, there's many other ways to give, so let's rise in spirit and sing. We're going to sing number 370, verses 1 through 3. What gift can we bring?